This episode is sponsored by the IoT Job Site, the world's only dedicated space for applying for and advertising IoT vacancies across the world. Register now for job alerts or get in touch via Let's Talk at the IoTJobSite.com. Hello and welcome to the IoT Podcast. I'm your host for today, Brad King-Taylor. I'm the head of embedded IoT for Parrot's People in the UK. Um, today, I am delighted to welcome from Wild Networks, Eric Hewitson, who is the SVP of Business Development and Strategy. Eric, welcome. Thank you very much. How are you today? I'm very well. Great to be here. It's good to have you. Normally, we have to do this on Teams or, or something like that. So it's nice to have, well, we had a conversation before we went on air, didn't we, about the dreaded. So it's nice to be able to do face-to-face again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good, good, good. Well, I'll tell you what, let's, let's kick things straight off. So... Um, can you introduce your background to IoT, give us a little bit of an, uh, an insight into what Wild Networks are, how you ended up in, in this work crazy world, if you like? <laughs> yeah, sure. So I, I, I probably come out of a, you know, a, a SaaS uh, business development sort of uh, area originally. I joined Wild in 2018 um, and yeah, that, that was my sort of first real uh, entry into the world of, of the IoT. Okay, perfect. And what, so what did you do before? Before Wild, so before before Wild, I was uh, in. I, I worked with Fairfax Media, okay. uh, so I was working in in uh, sort of media properties, etc. That sort yeah. of thing. Um, in a, in the technical space still. Um, so um, and, uh, and that was where I met one of our one of our um, our founders, Gene Myers. Um, right. Okay. Um, we were working on something together in in the uh, the, the transportation space um, with some technology he had. Um, which has then developed into to, to, to what we are now. Um, so yeah, perfect. And I suppose that leads us directly on to the next question, which we good for the listeners is to get a bit more of an understanding of who Wild Networks are, what you do in in brief. I suppose is the easiest way. Yep. So so I guess I guess the history of Wild is that we that we come out of um, the the utility space in the terrestrial kind of connectivity, um, LP1 connectivity for for the Internet of Things. So originally we were we were doing um, LoRaWAN connectivity for uh, utility metering, and, and we've got about uh, half a million um, connected devices out in the world, or, 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 or I should say, sort of at least that have our, our firmware, our software. We have a, particularly we have a, um, a software stack called TriOT, which connects LoRa, LoRaWAN, and Wireless MBus. Nice, okay. Um, and that enabled us to uh, or enabled our customers to to you know solve some of the big problems they were having connecting connecting their networks. Um, and we did various other things in in the sort of the IoT terrestrial IoT space. And then a couple of years ago, we were we were um, partnered with Utilsat. Okay. Um, yeah. Utilsat are uh, obviously looking to you know one of the world's big satellite providers, um, and they're they're putting up a uh, a low Earth orbiting uh, network of uh, satellites to specifically to connect the, the Internet of Things. Okay. And, and get that global coverage. Yeah. So I mean, I I kind of bounced straight on to 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 where we were looking at. So obviously we're fast growing sector at the moment, coming out of uh, a mad two years where with with COVID and that sort of thing, it's all been quite quiet and. Um, I, I, you mentioned a couple of things about connected devices, and I know the, the billions of IoT things globally at the moment. Um, but selling network only really covers 15% of the Earth's surface, which obviously you are well aware of. So it's good it'd be good to get an understanding of how World Networks are now solving that connectivity problems by um, using the terrestrial low orbit satellites and, and the network reach. So 
what is it that you're specifically working on? Yeah, so I think I think the, the key the, the key to it for us is that we were we were looking at this world of um, uh, you know LoRaWAN networks, LP1 networks mm. that, that that are out there. Lots of devices already connecting up. People setting up private networks. Some public net, LoRaWAN networks in some countries are doing that really well. Yeah. Some not doing it so well. And we thought, well, this this is this is great, but is it ever going to get all the way across the globe? Is it ever going to solve <laughs> those problems yeah. of you know I've got a farm in the Mato Grosso in Brazil. That's probably never going to get cellular connectivity, yeah. or not for a you know maybe not for a long time, or maybe never at all. You know, right across the world, whether it's agriculture, whether it's you know energy, whether it's environmental monitoring, yeah. these places that are, are remote, it's always going to be tricky to get that that sort of data off it. Off. Um, so I, th- I think that's what we were looking at: is how can we connect into that world where there is connection, where there are networks already, and then supplement that with the addition of. of connectivity via low earth orbit satellites. Yeah. So what, what we've essentially done is, is is created a LoRaWAN connectivity that will go to a terrestrial network, to a terrestrial gateway if it's available, and if not, it'll go to satellite. Um, and, and in that way, you are giving yourself 100% connectivity, 100% global connectivity, right across ocean, land and oceans, and, and, and it kind of immediately solves that, that problem of how do I get data from those remote locations. Yeah, which is fantastic, and I think one of the main, uh, obviously, one of the main things you're focused on. You mentioned it a couple of times. Is is the low orbit um, satellites? Um, uh, one question is: you mentioned a couple of areas, Agritech, um, that sort of yeah. thing. Is there a specific part of um, the technology world at the moment that is really, really benefiting from your your um, technology at the moment? Is it Agritech, for instance? Well, I think, yeah, the, 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 there's a few sectors. There's agriculture definitely is probably the the, 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 the first and foremost one. It's certainly the one I know most about as well because it's the one I've been most involved with. But yeah. um, but the energy sector too, and by that really I mean this sort of the infrastructure for, for energy, so the, you know, the, the, the pipeline infrastructure, monitoring that, uh, any assets that are in, in remote locations, and of course there's lots of that. Um, uh, and there's lots of sustainability questions around that. Um, the uh, logistics world as well. So you know, moving moving goods and, and um, you know, you, the, the classic example is is the container as it goes from on its long journey around the world, <laughs> going in classic, and out of yeah. in and out of forms of connectivity. How do we manage it when when it's outside of the range of something or where, where something f- fails, some other kind of network fails? Um, how can how can you support that? Um, and then I think that the, the fourth one would be um, sort of utilities as well. So nice. I think that's still a really important space for us. And, and probably a, a fifth one actually would be environment, yeah, environmental monitoring. Perfect. Okay. So with everything that we we've gone through so far, your technology, how it's used in in agricultural and that sort of stuff, there's always going to be a couple of questions that is going to come from the listener, is going to come from the normal people, so affordability is going to be one of them. Yeah. Um, it's always a key consideration when it comes to, to scalable solutions. So how are Wild using these these lower foot salaries to democratise data at the moment and, and spread that around? Yeah, I think that's, that's a great question. I think I the think first point is to look at you know, what's, what's actually happening prior to to the advent of, um, of low earth orbiting satellites uh, and the answer was that you, you could still get data from remote locations yeah. but you're going to have to use VSAT or you're going to have to use um, all of the solutions that you can potentially use they're high power they're high cost the data is going to be high cost um, and you know and they, they come with a set of problems they can be brilliant for yeah. solving certain things um, especially if it's higher high data rates um, but they're not ideal for that sort of low data rate that low data Collection uh, piece, which is what, what where we think we can we can really add value yeah. um, uh, to the world. So, 
Um, so I think, yeah, it, it, th that idea of getting out to the, to the whole world at low power and low cost, well, the low, the low, low power part is, is, you know, is absolutely crucial. If you're going to, to, to try and measure you know, soil moisture in a remote uh, rural in, in location or you're, you know, whether, or, or, or you're checking you know, pressure on a, on a, on a valve, on, yeah. on a piece of pipeline that's somewhere in the, in the middle of nowhere, you don't want to have to supply the power to that. You want it to be sort of able to just yeah. lock it and leave it. It sends the data, you don't have to worry about it. So it's got to run on a couple of AA batteries or the equivalent. Uh, to be able to do that, and that's the sort of world we're in. So we're not yeah. in the world of, of of really high volumes of data. This is low volumes of data. What's the temperature? What's the time? Yeah. Where am I located? Um, you know, and can I send that just every hour or every every day or whatever it is? Soil moisture, you only need that sort of information once a day. Once a day, yeah, that's plenty. Yeah, for, 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 I, in most cases. Sometimes when you do target on something quite small, you gain a lot of information, right? So exactly right. And I think yeah, that's key. So <coughs> on top, of, moving on from the affordability side of thing, you've mentioned it a couple of times with just using a couple of AA batteries, for instance. So the other big big area of focus at the moment with a lot of people is sustainability. Um, so. Uh, it'll be good to get more of an understanding on what Wild are doing with their technology because it's quite a large technology focusing on a lot of areas. Uh, what are you doing at the moment to to um, give sustainability to your customers? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think I think if, if we take the agricultural sector as a, as a first point, um, you know, the, by getting at the moment it's a highly un undigitized space. Yeah. I mean, there is very little data in a way. It's it's coming out of most sort of yeah. fields and most farms it's, it's 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 hard to get data out of a farm it's hard to get data out of soil it's hard to get data okay. out of plants yeah. you know these these are not easy things to do there's a, a growing network of of brilliant uh, sensor manufacturers who are coming up with the most fantastic technologies um that can do these things but yeah. how do you get the data off them in remote these the, you know across these great expanses of land it's really tricky to do it's <clears throat> really tricky to do that at low cost so that's where we base, <clears throat> basically come in by by by, by getting a getting access to that um uh technology i've completely lost what the question was sustainability sustainability that's right <laughs> um uh, so so i think there are three key key things for uh, agricultural sustainability yeah um you know the the, the the first is trying to reduce the amount of inputs you're putting in yeah um so you know can i reduce my my the amount of water i'm putting in which water is this terrible terribly valuable commodity in yeah. right across the world but particularly in certain parts of the world where it's really crucial you know can i reduce the the um you know the fertilizer reduce the the, the pesticides these sorts of things yeah um can i increase my yield you know, by by course, by yeah. um, better better timing. You know, better use of the, the inputs that I'm putting in, yeah. uh, and 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 obviously, can I then add you know quality to the environment, quality to the, to the living environment around that by by doing those things. If I know what's going on, it's always going to be a lot a lot easier to do that. Yeah, which is brilliant. I think um, just from touching on what you you've mentioned a couple of times, I think the the way that while the attack is in affordability, attack uh, tackling sustainability, I think you're doing some very impressive stuff. Now, obviously, <laughs> it's not always green, um, so I, I'd be keen to get a bit of an understanding of obviously, like I said, what you're doing is you're achieving some fast, fantastic things at the moment. Um, what are the challenges that you you've come across as a company and? Uh, have you managed to tackle them all? Are you still trying to, to, to work against certain aspects of difficulties, if you like? Yeah, well, I think I think probably our, our biggest challenge over the last couple of years has been uh, how do we manage power? 
Um, so, so I mean, I've talked about, uh, you know, yes, we've, we've got it down to this really low power situation, and that's of course because of the, the wonderful nature of LoRaWAN in in the first place, being this low yeah. energy, low energy RF solution. But um, we've we've also d developed a, a beaconing system with Utilsat, so um, we're able to sort of wake up our devices at the point when they need to send nice. the device because okay. the low Earth orbit satellite is. is is rotating around the Earth. You yep. have to wait for it to come overhead before you can send something to it, but you don't want to be doing that all the time pointlessly. So uh, we've developed a beaconing system for that, which is which has dramatically uh, changed yeah. how, how we can manage the power in the in the devices. Um, so I think that's that's you know an ongoing challenge. It's, it's yeah. something we've mastered, but it's, it's it's going to be an ongoing challenge to to continue to. To, to be able to provide that that, that that low power resource, yeah. Yeah, super. And I, I I think power does come into a lot of lot of companies' um, challenges. So I mean, it's brilliant to hear that you're you you're looking at these challenges and you're tackling them head on. You've come up with something quite brilliant to to counteract that. Um, what's next? What's next for Wild? What what's next in terms of the the technology that you're using? Partnerships. You've mentioned a couple of times your partnerships that uh, seem to be overcoming a lot of the stuff you're doing. Um, so yeah, it'd just be good to understand with you facing those challenges and, and overcoming them. What 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 what's next? Where can this technology go? Well, I think I think the key for for, for Wild is we're we're the, we're a connect, we're, we're connectivity specialists. For, so yeah. so what we're doing is we're, we're we're focusing on that connectivity piece. We're not. There's a whole world of sensor manufacturers out there. We can never be all of those sensors. So we we, we do have a few sensors that we, we build ourselves, yeah. but but you know there's there's there's, there's literally t tens of thousands. So it's it's how do we get into all of those sensors to enable all of those companies to be able to access yeah. their, their data from these new locations and get themselves new markets and digitize industries in a way that they they just haven't been able to do before. And the only way really for us to do that is to is to embed our technology into those uh, those those sensors. So that's that's what we're really focused on at the moment is getting our module embedded into the sensors of, of, of manufacturers. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's a challenge definitely. Yeah. But it, it's going to provide tremendous um, new market opportunity for our, for our customers if they if they do do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, you've touched on it. There are billions of connected devices, but there's never been a straightforward way to connect them all. Mm. I mean, you start hearing about different technologies like edge computing and that sort of thing coming in to, to try and branch that out. So, um, what what so what is what is next? What is there anything in the pipeline you might you might be able to share or <laughs> not share? <laughs> well, well, one thing I haven't really talked about is the data side of things, and I yeah. think that's really important. So, so you know, what happens to the data when it's collected by the yeah. satellite? Well, it comes back down to comes back down to earth. It comes in through our, our software um, uh, platform called Wild Fusion. Okay. So we we manage manage the data there, and from there, pu you know, push data out to wherever our customers want it. We're also not a um, uh, you know a thousand different types of platform a analytics platform for all these <laughs> yeah. different industries out there. We, we can't be that. You know, there are lots of people who are specialising in, in in lots of different areas yeah. that, that do that. You know, in in the areas we've discussed, agriculture, um, energy, etc. Um, they'll have their own way that ways of yeah. wanting it. They just need the data. So we're just providing them this. So Wild Fusion will provide that data to them really, really, really easily. Um, and I think the other part we, we is, is you know the data is, is is low cost. It's not going to be high cost data. Um, um, in terms of you know things we're working on at the moment, I mean a, a couple of examples. We're working with with Bear. Um, oh, okay. In, 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 in the USA, we're doing yeah. yeah, we're doing a, a wonderful project with them uh, in the, in the pollination sector. So so getting data from beehives. Uh, 
sense we've built a, a lid sensor yeah. for, for for a beehive uh, and we're combining that with other sensor data that they've got hive weight um, hive temperature and humidity and all of that data going up via satellite okay um, you know and then back into their into their platform so that they can yeah. analyze and use that I mean that's that's one example but, but yeah um, um, but we're working in the energy sector I can't really speak about too much um, <laughs> it's fine um, we get but, it all the time on the podcast yeah yeah they, so, they want to say something but then they start <laughs> like, actually, I not. <laughs> uh, but yeah but we've, we've got I think we've got something like 30 or 40 trials uh, that are either have either started already or, or, or running running already we'll have a full commercial service in the second half of this year you, you're growing quite quickly then by the sounds of it I mean the partnership with Bayer alone is yeah, huge, um, yeah. massive congratulations on that because they you. are uh, a great company. So, yeah. um, is there anything else you want to add on anything that that we've touched on so far? Anything in particular that you want to mention that's not been brought up yet? Um, no, I think that's that's you know I think that there's a lot of excitement in in the IoT space that has been for a long time, but I think we are now at that sort of point where um, the uh, you know the, the connection between the, the ability to to get data, the sensors being built, and the and and the desire in the market to get that data from the from the field from wherever they're yeah. f- from they're working from, has really got to you know they're, they're matching beautifully at the moment, and I yeah. think it's just a, a really it's an explosive time in the IoT world. It really is an explosive time in the IoT world. I'm glad you said that because it links really well to the next part. So uh, one thing that we do is we ask our previous guests to to put across a question to you. Um, and he would like to ask you, Eric, from your perspective, how has the competition in IoT in the industry uh, you serve changed over the past few years that you've been in it? Well, I think I think um, uh, there's been there's been a, a you know a big a big change from our perspective. Obviously, is the fact that, that there there is now the capability to get data from from the world via via uh, via satellite at low cost and at low power, and that really has is is a game changing. I think for the for, for the IoT world, um, it, it's um, you know two two years ago there, there were lots of new technologies coming on board, but there was this frustration of oh, I've got to make you know I've got to support a local area network, I've got to have a gateway, I've got to make sure it doesn't yeah. fall over. This that, that when you go directly from the sensor straight to the to a satellite, you sort of solve that problem, and I, and I think uh, you know that's that's what's really the big change that's happened. It's been happening for the last year and a half, you know, with yeah. with ourselves and others, uh, and I think that's really going to dramatically change things over the next few years. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's coming in that's going to dramatically change <laughs> yeah. everything. Of five Gs, yeah, it's going to sure. change the whole world. I think yeah. the metaverse, obviously, is talked about. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of technologies that I think is going to change everything. But I think the, yeah. the very exciting thing is, as you touched on it, is most of the time when a company hits a challenge or something comes up something can be brought out or developed or worked on to, to overcome the challenges. Yeah. It's just how long are the time scales? Yeah. Have we got the manpower? Have we got the money <laughs> to, exactly. to do it all? So yeah, no, brilliant. Um, Eric, look, it's been, it's been fantastic. It's been a pleasure. Um, it, like I said, if there's anything else you want to add, uh, we will be getting a question from you for the next guest. Um, other than that, Thank you so much for joining us, and in person as well. Yeah, how long, no, did, it, how long it did it take you to get here? It took me an hour and a half from London. It's been an absolute pleasure to meet you all, and uh, you know, really, really appreciate it. And thanks very much for having having Wild, wild on you. No, absolute pleasure. Podcast, I'm sure there'll be uh, which we love, by the way. There'll be a future. Wow, thank you very much. <laughs> because before we went on, you, you were mentioning how you actually listen to the podcast and everything as well. So it's good to hear. I think it's doing a lot. 
Um, and that's what it's great for the community. Guys. We need it's exactly what we need. The, the, yeah. Yeah, and that's why you're here because I think what Wild are up to at the moment is is superb, and I think it's going to change a lot of a lot of life. I mean, we we um, do have an agritech team and. They're speaking to companies all the time that have got specific challenges with connectivity being one. So, mm. yeah, I think you, you're on to the right thing. So, so thank you so much. Where can we find out more about Wild? Where can we find out more about yourself? Uh, you've got socials and yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, wildnetworks.com is the first stop. That's our website, and we're on LinkedIn and Twitter uh, and YouTube. So, at Wild Networks, put in Wild Networks on YouTube. You should see a few videos. Perfect. Pleasure to meet you. Likewise. And uh, until next time. Fantastic. Thanks. Guys, please make sure you subscribe to the IoT podcast. Please leave a comment and a like. It will give us the best opportunity to supply the content you love. I don't care how you're connected, as long as you're connected. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much.